Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll chat with the owner of Killarney Auction Mart. Also, we'll get a crop update from Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture. Vaughn Jackson with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association will stop by. And up first in today's country comment, we'll get an update on the 2022 edition of Manitoba Ag Days. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is Kristen Phillips, the general manager for Manitoba Egg Days, with an update on the 2022 show. So we are planning for a full 2022 show, January 18th to 20th at the Keystone Centre. Uh, September 1st, registration will open for our exhibitors. And uh, the, the appetite out there is really good from the exhibitors, so that's very exciting. And uh, we will continue to work with Manitoba Health to make sure that we are following all the rules and regulations to be allowed to put on this event in 2022. Do you expect the show will run as uh, normal? What changes might might people see this year? Yeah, so at this point, we actually are planning a bit of a reduction. Um, We know we are going to lose some square footage within the building. um, And so we are going to only run one speaking theater. And the exhibitors will be moved around a little bit to accommodate the reduction in space. But uh, we are planning a full show. And as far as um, I know, you guys always bring in a ton of ton of machinery and stuff. Is that still uh, planned to go as well? Or Yes, absolutely. Every space that's available to us, we will use throughout the facility. We just may have to um, move people around or change the floor plan slightly to adhere to all the regulations. Just overall, I guess people people are pretty excited to to have the show back on. Yes, I mean everyone we talk to is super excited and and thrilled that we are moving forward and planning for the 2022 show. Obviously, we have to be aware of what's happening in the pandemic and um, be aware of what those rules and regulations will yield. But uh, I think we all have a real positive attitude and are hopeful that it will happen. And just as far as, um, I guess, the number of visitors or people coming in, um, will that be monitored in any way or kind of what's what's your plan there? So at this point, uh, we are still working with Manitoba Health on what those rules will look like. Uh, we do know that contact tracing will likely have to happen. So there will be a registration for patrons to attend the event. Um, but at this point, we don't have a whole lot more details we can share. Just as far as the show, um, I know you guys usually have a theme or a focus. Is there anything specific that you'll be focusing on this year? I think we're just all excited to be back together again. So that celebration of egg and the egg industry and, uh, you know, reuniting on the red carpet. And the, um, I know the innovation showcase, those types of events are still planned to go ahead or? Yes. Innovation showcase. We already have several exhibitors, um, have reached out to us to be part of the showcase. So, you know, even though the rest of the world stopped, egg innovation did not. And so we are very excited to be bringing innovation to the front. Any speakers confirmed yet? Or um, We do have two speakers confirmed so far. So Ryan Boyd just finished his Nuffield Scholarship. And uh, so he is actually going to be talking about his thesis that he did on regenerative agriculture. And Maddie Adamson, uh, a nine-year-old that to teaching the world and her class about agriculture. So those are our two confirmed speakers so far, but uh, we're actually just in the process of 
signing contracts with additional speakers. And again, I guess just for for exhibitors, you you mentioned the I guess it that opens up September first. You said or yes, registration will open September the first and run until September seventeenth. But we are encouraging everyone to register early this year because we're limited by space. We may have to make tough decisions. So um, all registrations will be timestamped this year. So the first come first serve basis will be in place. That was Kristen Phillips, general manager for Manitoba Egg Days. The show is scheduled to take place January 18th to the 20th at the Keystone Center in Brandon. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Large areas of Manitoba received over 25% of normal growing season precipitation in a single week. Dane Fraze is with Manitoba Agriculture. We had a month's worth of rain in about 72 hours in many places in Manitoba, uh, including the Central and Red River Valley area. Uh, rains range between about 30 to 65 millimeters, varied a little bit. Most of the rain was concentrated on the western half of the province, a little bit less so in the central region. But as you can see, looking out and driving around on the on the gravel roads, the rain that we did have, despite it being over an inch, certainly has soaked in very quickly and has helped contribute to re- replenishing soil moisture reserves. It's too late for many crops. It may help uh, a little bit in the corn, soybeans, and sunflowers, put on a little bit more test weight, and bushel weight there. And as it stands right now, Manitoba Egg Days will be back in Brandon in 2022. Here's show general manager, Kristen Phillips. So we are planning for a full 2022 show, January 18th to 20th at the Keystone Centre. September 1st, registration will open for our exhibitors. The appetite out there is really good from the exhibitors, so that's very exciting. And uh, we will continue to work with Manitoba Health to make sure that we are following all the rules and regulations to be allowed to put on this event in 2022. Phillips encourages exhibitors to register early as spaces will be limited. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, August 26th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get a crop update from Manitoba. And uh, first, we'll hear from Fawn Jackson with Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Singapore has approved the Canadian Food Inspection Agency certificate for the export of all beef with no age restrictions. This change in certificate makes Singapore the first country to remove the remaining BSE trade restrictions following the World Organization for Animal Health recognizing Canada as a BSE negligible risk country back on May 27th of this year. Fawn Jackson is with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Singapore has become the first country since Canada has a change in our BSE status to give access for all of Canadian uh, beef and and meat products. So we're pretty excited to have had Singapore take the leadership uh, in this. What does this mean to have, um, I guess, the first country do this? Well, certainly uh, when BSE hit and a number of markets uh, were closed, Canadian beef producers felt the impacts immediately. And it has been a long road uh, to get to where we are today. And many, of course, of our beef markets have opened their access uh, and fully opened their access to Canadian beef. And uh, there's a few remaining markets. Uh, Singapore was one of them. Uh, that uh, were, I suppose, waiting for us to attain our final BSE negligible risk status. So very happy uh, to have this because certainly having access for 
uh, all of our products really add the overall value and increases the overall value that our farmers and ranchers are are paid. How big of a market is Singapore? Singapore is currently not a, a large market for us. Uh, beef exports to Singapore peaked in 2014 uh, at you know just around half a million dollars. Uh, but for us, uh, it's certainly a signal in the right direction, uh, pointing in the right direction to us opening a number of other markets. So other markets that we are hoping for further uh, removal of some of the BSE era uh, restrictions are in China, in Taiwan, uh, and and in South Korea. So uh, certainly this is great to see Singapore take this uh, leadership role. And getting that um, that uh, status on, on May 27th, is that uh, the negligible risk status? Is that sort of the final uh, step then, or are there other approvals I guess you're still hoping to get? That is really the final step. And so it was uh, a closing of a very difficult chapter of the Canadian beef industry um, since 2003, uh, but certainly we were excited to to leave that behind us and, and really look forward to the future because the future for the beef industry uh, is is very bright. Uh, right now, compared to last year, exports uh, were up 20% in volume and 20 25% in value, while our imports were actually down 12% in volume and value. And this is particularly exciting because we've been hitting record highs since 2016. So uh, certainly an exciting time for the beef industry on on the demand side, uh, which, you know, is is uh, unfortunately is, you know, we're faced with severe drought right now. But I think if we can make it through this, uh, there's positive times ahead for Canadian beef producers. That was Fawn Jackson with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Singapore has approved the CFIA certificate for the export of all beef with no age restrictions. The change in certificate makes Singapore the first country to remove the remaining BSE trade restrictions following the World Organization for Animal Health recognizing Canada as a BSE negligible risk country. Continuing on today's Prairie Eggwire, we get a crop update from Manitoba Agriculture. Here's oilseed specialist Dane Fraze. Right now, harvest completion across all regions of the province has reached 30%, slightly ahead of our 2017 to 2020 four-year average of 26% complete for the fourth week of August. Now, that doesn't mean a lot. We have to go into specific numbers and to understand what's being done. Our winter cereals are largely off-field. Field peas are pretty much done as well. Um, spring wheat and barley are rapidly nearing completion. There's just a few fields out in the central region. And oats is just a little bit further behind with some fields still in swath. We're seeing some farmers start on their canola crops, but uh, just some limited progress has been made there, and that's been slowed down by the recent rainfall. So we expect that to resume uh, very shortly in the next couple of days. Crop quality is certainly um, variable. It would be the best way to describe it this year. Uh, we're seeing spring wheat crops that were harvested prior to the previous week's rain um, going anywhere between 20 to about 65 bushels an acre. Um, but quality was generally good. Test weights were heavy. Uh, color was good. And uh, protein ranged between 13.5 to about 15.5%, usually in that upper 14 range. That was good. Test weights were good. And falling number was good. However, any cereal crops left in the field right now may experience some quality downgrades. Uh, there's a chance for sprouting with uh, humidity and moisture, and as a result, the falling number could drop. Um, the crop 
quality rating on average uh, is certainly lower than we'd like to see it in Manitoba, but that's just a function of drought, not necessarily grain quality so much. That's just how the crop looked and outlook was overall. So those numbers will be starting to drop off the tables as uh, they become no longer relevant. We had a month's worth of rain in about 72 hours in many places in Manitoba, uh, including the central and Red River Valley area. Uh, rains range between about 30 to 65 millimeters and uh, varied a little bit. Most of the rain was concentrated on the western half of the province, a little bit less so in the central region. But as you can see, looking out and driving around on the, on the gravel roads, the rain that we did have, despite it being over an inch, um, certainly has soaked in very quickly and has helped contribute to re- replenishing soil moisture reserves. It's too late for many crops. It may help uh, a little bit in the corn, soybeans, and sunflowers, put on a little bit more test weight, and bushel weight there, and help with pod fill in those soybean crops. But uh, overall, it's, it's, um, it's a little bit of insult to injury right now when we get rain that we've so desperately been needing, but it's been a little bit too late. Uh, so certainly will help for next year, has helped for uh, resuming soil testing operations. It makes uh, soil testing a little bit easier to get the probe in the ground. And right now, that's uh, the main focus for many ag retailers, following uh, harvest operations, taking soil nutrient tests so that they can better budget for 2020 crop. And the rain, I guess, um, livestock producers, will they benefit from that? Or? Uh, the rains will help replenish some uh, moisture on pastures and in dugouts, those areas. However, the rains won't be enough to spur a second cut in many cases, but it may put on a new, enough new growth in some pastures to extend the fall grazing season a little longer. And anything that uh, livestock producers can get right now is going to be beneficial. Um, rains will keep uh, their, their overwinter feed supplies a little bit in better shape uh, if cattle are left to graze out for fall for a little longer. Any other uh, highlights from this week's report? Or? Large areas of Manitoba received over 25% of the normal growing season precipitation in a single week. Uh, leaving some districts still less than the 30-year normal, while others crept above the 100% of normal rainfall for the year. However, we have to remember that that rain was not distributed evenly in time. We had very dry June and July, and receiving a good portion of the season's rain in August after those crops are ripe and harvested is too late to have any impact there on yields. So we still are in a drought situation and, and having lower yields as a result of a drought despite having almost a normal season in terms of rainfall. That was Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture giving us a crop update. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Beef Industry Conference has been rescheduled and moved to an online format for August 31st to September 2nd. Details at CanadianBeefIndustryConference.com. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, reporter Barry Lamb caught up with Alan Monroe, owner of Killarney Auction Mart, to talk about the recent rain. It's very welcome for the cattle guys. Uh, it's not going to make a hay crop. You know, that, that boat has sailed, but it's certainly going to extend some pasture. I know at home my grass has just gone from uh, from crunchy brown to, to lush green, and, it, and it's growing. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, setting things in place, you know, to get some moisture in the ground and, and make next year better. 
What about cattle sales? Where are you at with things? What's happening? Uh, we're we're staying busy, Barry. It's uh, we had about 580 cattle here a week ago. Uh, we're going to sale next week. Um, in that sale, we've got uh, over 400. Uh, yearlings we're going to sell for uh, Warren Delight from St. Alphonse. We're going to do a video sale, first time we've done that, so that's really exciting. There'll be a couple hundred steers, a couple hundred heifers, uh, so that's something brand new that we're, we're looking forward to trying and, uh, and succeeding at. Uh, and then, say, we'll, have, we'll, we'll still get, be getting some, some butcher cows and, and some yearlings and a handful of, of wet nose calves next week, and then we'll be, we'll be full bore starting September 13th then. And with you having to fire up a bit early uh, because of conditions and all, how have prices been? How's it been going? Uh, well, the, the pressure has been on on the butcher cattle. You know, there's uh, this time of year generally the processors are working on the you know those fat steers and heifers and and not because they're getting ready right around summertime. Uh, there's generally not many old cows coming to town, but uh, this summer has changed that. You know, there's been a lot of cows coming, so it's got them backed up, and it's it's backed up those prices. But on the feeder end, uh, things are looking very strong. There's there's strong optimism for the uh, fat price next spring and, and beyond. So uh, right now it's looking very positive. You know, we're, we're dry in the western Canada and, and, you know, the northwestern states, but you get down into grain country, the eastern Corn Belt, Ontario, there's a lot of feed out there, and, uh, you know, they're keen to run. It's it's looking like it should be a very positive fall on the feeder end. You briefly touched on the numbers going through the ring each week. What about uh, expectations? Is it more than you thought or less, or how has it been that way? It's been far more than we ever expected, say. That's that's four extra sales for our little barn alone this summer that we never would have had. Uh, you know, we're looking at being very busy going into September, October, uh, and probably early November. You know, it's going to make uh, fewer cattle probably for December and, and next next spring but uh you know we'll uh, we'll work and do what we can to to make everyone help everyone get through this that was alan monroe owner of killarney auction mart chatting with reporter barry lamb another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment time now for another look at today's farm news as it stands right now manitoba egg days will be back in brandon's keystone center in 2022 the show is planned for January 18th to the 20th. Here's show general manager, Kristen Phillips. So at this point, we actually are planning a bit of a reduction. We know we are going to lose some square footage within the building. And so we are going to only run one speaking theater. And the exhibitors will be moved around a little bit to accommodate the reduction in space. But uh, we are planning a full show. Registration for exhibitors opens up on September 1st. Phillips encourages exhibitors to register early as spaces will be limited. And Manitoba Agriculture says harvest completion across all regions of the province has reached 30%. That's slightly ahead of the four-year average of 26% for the fourth week of August. Here's oilseed specialist Stain Fraze. Our winter cereals are largely off the field. Uh, field peas are pretty much done as well. Spring wheat and barley are rapidly nearing completion. There's just a few fields out in the central region. And oats is just a little bit further behind with some fields still in swath. We're seeing some farmers start on their canola crops, but uh, just some limited progress has been made there, and that's been slowed down by the recent rainfall. So we expect that to resume uh, very shortly in the next couple days. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, 
We'll talk about soil sampling with Manitoba Agriculture's John Hurd. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.